Welcome to The Pulpit, Calvary Moravian's weekly sermon podcast. I'm Pastor Lane Sapp. And I'm Pastor Chaz Snyder. We hope you'll be able to use this recording of last week's sermon to dwell deeper in God's Word. Good morning, my brothers and sisters. I know it's a, bit, a little bit cold on the outside, but I know you could say better good morning than that. Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Join with me in singing, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Mighty God, our Heavenly Father, we invite you now to open up our hearts and our minds. May this time of reflection bring us closer to you. May the words of my mouth and meditation of all of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight. You, O God, who art our strength and our Redeemer. The church says, Amen. Amen. Let me begin today by saying thank you for having having me here, and, and um, thanking Bishop for inviting me, Bishop and, and um, Chaz for having me here, uh, standing before you today. I also want to list you, um, when I leave today, you seek to beat the bishop up. <laughs> I also want you to know that my standing here and not up there is by my request. Amen? Amen. All right. So... I want to share with you today from God's Word, and as we do that, I just want you to come along on this very simple, if you wish, journey uh, with me today. So here's the first question. Do you believe that prayer gets results? Let me personalize this. Does, do your prayers get results? Can you look at your prayer life today and, and, and say, God is answering my prayers? The reality, though, is that today many people pray, but for many people it is just a ritual. And as you can perhaps tell, we're going to be talking today a little bit about prayer. In our scripture reading for today, we find a Pharisee and a tax collector, and as, we, as I looked at Um, this particular passage, they're in the temple and they're offering up prayers to Almighty God. And my mind jumped, uh, uh, journeyed to the story 
about the unjust judge, which, by the way, was our reading for last week. And as I try to decide what, I'm, what, what would be the message for today, and I'm zeroing in on this, I said, I said to myself, Bishop, well, you know, I didn't preach on that last week. So I guess God is saying, I saved that last week so you could preach on it this week. So that's where we are today. And, and so Luke chapter 18 begins with these words. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. The Revised Standard Version says to pray and not lose heart. When we pray, my brothers and sisters, why are we praying? Are we simply just throwing up words or are we praying for results? Some of us see prayer as something we do to appease, if you wish, to appease God, a sort of divine insurance policy. For some of us, it is a religious duty. God wants us to pray. The church wants me to pray. I don't need anything, so why am I praying? I have no idea what they, why they want me to pray, but I'll do it anyway. And some of us pray because like the Pharisee in the parable in Luke 18, we feel that it is our God-given right to pray because we are not like the others out there. Are you hearing me? Today I want to share with you on the topic to pray and not lose heart. A woman invited some people to dinner. Her neighbors, some close friends, the office staff, and some co-workers. And at the table, she turned to her six-year-old daughter and she said, would you like to lead us in prayer today? And the daughter said, well, mom, no, I don't know what to say. And the mom says, well, say what you hear me say. And she said, okay. And she lifted her hand and she said, Lord, why in heaven's name did I invite all of these people for dinner? <laughs> Sometimes the things that we bring before God may even seem impossible and probably even uh, uh, we want to give up on prayer, but at least we, we, we quit praying for certain things. We are discouraged and sometimes wonder if prayer where it really makes a difference. But in this text, Jesus gives us some reason. He says we should never give up on our prayer. Is somebody hearing me today? We should never give up on prayer because our God knows what we are praying for. He knows why we are praying and he is all ears ready to hear what our prayer is. Luke says very carefully, then he, clearly, then he spoke a parable to them that men ought always to pray and, 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 and not lose heart. So let me clarify there. It's not just men. Come on, ladies, you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> it's also the women. And like I said to the women yesterday at, at the, the retreat yesterday, the, the, gentlemen, don't shoot me. But the women run the church nowadays, amen? Amen. 
Oh, see, only a few amens there. Praise God. Bishop, I'm, I'm craving your forgiveness here. So we recognize that as we talk, as he speaks about men ought always to pray, it's a generic man speaking to all of us. The phrase ought to pray is really not quite strong enough. And the more you interpret the original Greek, you realize that it's not ought to pray, but we must pray. Hello, somebody. And, and the word should be translated, must, they must always pray. Furthermore, Jesus says that we must always pray, and as the King James Version says, and faint not. The word faint is used to describe a believer who loses heart and gets still discouraged that they want to quit. But Philippians chapter 4, my brothers and sisters, and verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. I stopped by to tell somebody today, there is nothing that you can place before God that God does not have an answer for. I'm here to tell somebody today, there is nothing at all that you can present before God's throne that he does not have already have something in place. He's already working it out even before you ask him for it. Somebody say amen. amen. The woman came to the judge because she expected something. You get what you ask for. Mm -hmm. Am I not right, church? Mm -hmm. So if you don't expect anything, then you're not going to get anything. She knew that her faith would eventually kick in, and so she was expecting something. We have got to go to God expecting that he's going to answer our prayers. I've met people who really don't expect God to answer prayers, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Secondly, I want to say don't give up because sometimes the circumstances will be against you. In verse 3, we are told uh, that this widow, she says, now there was a widow in that city and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. As a widow, she had several factors that were already against her. She had little standing in the, in, in, in before the law. In the society of that day, a woman did not go to court. She did not have a husband to stand with her in the court. And she was poor. And as hopeless as her situation may have seemed, she was persistent. She begged the judge every day for help. She pleaded with him in front of his friends and his colleagues. She, she confronted him in the streets. She persisted and, and pestered him in the market. She called out to him at his home. She kept coming and coming to the judge with her, with her petition, with her request. In the end, it was her perseverance that persuaded him to give her an answer to her request. We serve, brothers and sisters, a just and a loving God, and if a wicked judge can give this woman what she wanted, I'm here to tell somebody today that your God will answer your prayers. He will hear what your request is, and he will grant. Come on, somebody say, he will grant my request. Praise God. In the end, it was her perseverance. He wants us to pray persistently, even when the circumstances may be against us. Thirdly, I said you don't give up because the answer may be just around the corner. 
The judge finally gave in, and the scripture says, although he said with himself, though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. <laughs> so that's fancy King James language. In other words, he was so fed up and tired of her, and her persistence, he said, you know what? I'm going to just give her what she wants. Amen. That way I'll get rid of her. That way she'll shut up. Let's be realistic. I don't know if there's anybody who's been pestering you and you want them to shut up. Praise God. Don't say anything. Because that person may be seated beside you. Hallelujah. <laughs> he says, although the judge keeps refusing, she kept coming. And the judge is moved to help her, not out of a sense of justice or compassion, but because he realizes that she knew what she wanted and she was not going to stop until she got what she wanted. We have several stories like that in the Bible. When Jacob wrestled with the angel, the angel literally fought him off. The scripture tells us, and I'm, I'm, I'm being uh, not literal but liberal here. The, the scripture tells us that the, the angel punched him in his side. That's Paul, so you can see the angel literally punching him in his side there. Hallelujah. So the scripture says the angel punched him in his side, and even after the pain he was going through, he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And that's the persistence that God wants from us. God wants us to hold on to him even when things are not the way we want it to be. He wants us to hold on to him and to come to him consistently, persistently in prayer. I will not let you go unless you bless me. Is somebody hearing me? So, so I'm from initially from Antigua in the Caribbean. And that's how we would, here's how we would say that. Man, I'll let you go. Jacob wrestled. He says, I'm not going to let you go unless except until you bless me. Rest assured, church, God will hear your prayers and he will answer. Yes. Hannah was a woman. She was without a child. And you would have thought that she would have simply asked God, Lord, I don't have a child. Can you give me a child? But she was very specific. She says, oh Lord of heaven, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son. She didn't just ask for a child. She was specific in her prayers. So my brothers and sisters, you cannot want to get bread and go and ask God for flour. Because if you ask God for flour, you will get flour. Amen? Amen. And then God's going to say, no, you go and bake your bread. <laughs> but if you're specific, like Hannah was, she says, Lord, give me a son. He says, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime. Eli was there and he heard her prayer and he said to her, go in peace. And may the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. And verse 20 says, in due season, she gave birth to a son, and she named him Samuel, for she said, I asked the Lord for him. She knew 
what she wanted. She asked for what she wanted. She was precise in her prayer. She was specific. And in due time, she gave birth to Samuel. Don't you dare give up on your prayer or on your prayer life because the answer to your prayers may be just around the corner. Fourthly, don't give up on God because God is working out the answer. There's a song, I think we sing it towards the end of the year. God is working his purpose out as year succeeds to year. I want to say to somebody today, don't make the mistake of equating delay with denial. Because there is a difference. You see, we live in a microwave generation. And so we want everything microwaved. We don't have time to cook rice anymore, Bishop, because we can put rice in a little plastic bag and put it in a microwave, and in five minutes, we've got rice. <laughs> we don't want to spend time cooking rice anymore because we can get it quick. You know, gone are the days when we would take Quaker oats. Come on now. And, and, and we would soak it a little bit. Are you with me? We, 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 this is before we put it in the pot, Bishop. Praise God. <laughs> We'd soak it a little bit, and we, we would allow it to, you know, to get some moisture in it. And then we would put it in the pot, and we would allow it to get some heat. We would stir it up a little bit, and then we would add sometimes some milk, depending on what you want to put in it, to make it, to, to get the right flavor. And if, if it's in the healthy days, you add some honey, not some sugar. Praise God. And, and you get what you want. But nowadays, we do not want that. We want instant. We don't even want to allow coffee to brew. <laughs> we, want, we want instant coffee. And in the same way, we want an instant God, a God who's going to give us what we want, when we want, how we want, and according to our dictates. I'm here to say to somebody today, God is working his, not your, not mine, not our purpose. God is working his purpose out, and he has a plan. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. The minute God hears our requests, he's already beginning to work the, work the answer. Out. You, we, you may not see it right now, but the answer is on the way. The widow in the story was passionate in her request. She cared about her issue. She was persistent. James speaks of the importance of passionate and persist, being passionate and persistent in prayer. He says, confess your faults to one another, James 5 and 16, and pray for one another that you may be healed. And here it is. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual fervent. Somebody hearing me still? It's a prayer that you are continuous and persistent about, that you are focused, that you are zeroed in, that you are telling God this is it. In other words, my brothers and sisters, there is a consistency in our prayer. So for those of us who are comfortable with praying when we come to church on a Sunday morning, and not praying again till next Sunday morning. That's not persistent nor consistent. Hello, somebody. So it is a continuous prayer. 
I want also to make sure we understand. You see, because sometimes we don't recognize the answer to the prayer that God gives us. So let me tell you a story. There was an old man trapped. There was a flood. He was trapped at the top of his roof. And he prayed. He's a good Christian. So he prayed. He said, God, I'm trusting you to help me out in this situation. Send help, God. And a helicopter comes. And the helicopter lets a rope down. And the... the, 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 the Rescue, rescuer in the helicopter says, climb under the rope, we'll take you to safety. He looks up and he says, I'm okay. God's going to send me help. <laughs> Shortly after, this guy comes by on a little rowboat and he's rowing, you know, and he comes and he says, climb in, I'll take you to safety. He says, no, I'm good. God's going to send me help. Shortly after, Lassie comes. <laughs> the younger ones wouldn't know what I mean when I say Lassie. <laughs> that dates me. <laughs> but Lassie comes, and Lassie comes, and Lassie basically encourages the... And said, no, I got it. God's coming. And then the police come by with this powerful body, roll by, and they encourage him to come. And he says, no, I'm fine. God is going to send me help. Shortly after the dam breaks, it comes, it floods, he drowns. He gets to heaven. He's a good Christian, so he gets to heaven. And he's angry. And he says to Peter, as he gets to the gate, he says, Peter, I want to have an audience with God. Because I am annoyed. So he gets this audience, and he stands before God, and he says, God, I've trusted you all my life. And I asked you to save me so I wouldn't drown in the flood. But you never came. When calmly God said, I sent a helicopter for you. You didn't take it. I sent a rowboat for you. You didn't take it. I sent the police for you. You didn't take that either. I even sent Lassie. <laughs> you didn't take it. What more do you want? And so he apologizes to God and he says, I didn't recognize the blessing when it came to me. Be careful. Your blessing is not staring you in the face. Be careful. The answer to your prayer is not staring you in the face. And because it doesn't look the way you think it should look, that you are saying, that is not it. Are you still with me, somebody? Yes. I, 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 got, I don't know how much time I have left, but I know it's time for me to stop. Praise God. <laughs> My brothers and sisters... I want to say to us today, sometimes we are too blind to see how God is answering our prayer. 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 20 says, every one of God's promises are yes and amen to the glory of God. I love how the King James 
King James Version renders, it says, for all the promises of God are yea and amen. Don't give up because God always keeps his promises. Let me interject this though. Psalm 66 and verse 18 says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So when you kneel before God, and you go before God, and in your heart there's anger and hatred and malice and all of those things for a brother, for a sister, for a situation, for whatever. This is not me speaking. This is not lame speaking. This is the word of God. And the word of God says, if you regard, if you hold iniquity in your heart, the Lord will not hear you. If we want to get results in our prayers, then we must also learn to pray. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. If we're going to go to God earnestly in prayer, we've got to know how to say to God, clean up my heart, O God. Sin in our lives breaks fellowship with God. It, it, is, it is Chronicles 7 and verse 14 says, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. If we expect to hear from God, we've got to go to him with a clean heart. Our Father cares, and he hears our prayers. He may not answer every prayer that we did, the way we desire, but we must always remember his ways are higher than our ways. God has a plan. I encourage you today to go to him persistently in prayer. Do not be the Pharisee. Because your prayer is as good as his prayer. It is as good as her prayer. It is as good as my prayer. It is as good as our prayer. Because when God hears us, he hears us all equally. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman will avail much. I pray today that each of us will look to God in prayer, knowing that he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Somebody say amen. Amen. amen.